Have you ever heard someone say, spare the rod, spoil the child, as justification for really hard physical discipline? Mm-hmm. Have you even heard people use that as a Bible verse? Oh, well, a lot of times Bible verses are taught incorrectly, and so it leads us to misunderstand the Word of God. And it can also lead us to completely despise the truth, which is a huge problem in today's relative-minded culture. Facts. So what we decided to do is to dive into these misunderstandings in a series we called Misunderstood Bible Verses. So what does spare the rod, spoil the child actually mean? Stick around and we are going to find out how people completely misunderstand some of these proverbs. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today we are talking all about Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Thought I was going to say something else, but... I did. I thought you were going to say something. I did, but I'm good at acting. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Father's Day to all of you fathers out there. Yes. And if you're not a father, you're an uncle, you're a cousin who looks after people, you're someone who mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, Take this day as well as a thank you for what you do. Yes. And also, um, a lot of times on Mother's Day, we acknowledge the women who have lost children. We acknowledge women who, um, whose children are far off, who they don't have relationships with, but we tend to forget dads also experience this. So for those fathers who have lost children due to, uh, miscarriages, abortion, Mm -hmm. um, custody battles, indifference, and just emotional distance in general, we see you, we hear you, we acknowledge you. Thank you for fathering in the capacity that you're able to. Yep. And we pray for you that you will be able to um, be healed from these wounds and have lasting relationships with your children and with those um, that you father on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. So uh, today what we're talking about are these proverbs that a lot of times are associated with parenting and a lot of times with fatherhood Mm -hmm. um, that have to do with discipline. Mm -hmm. And so there's this misunderstanding that scripture says we need to beat the bad out of our kids. Beat them. Beat them. They bad? Beat them. Whoop them. Hit them with something. Whoop, whoop. That's not one we hear a lot. Whoop. Whoop. I remember hearing well, that as a little Maybe you kid. don't hear it a lot. Somebody hears whoop. Okay, I see you judge me. No, I didn't judge you. We that was another say, episode we did, but clearly we, you didn't pay attention. We don't say the word whoop <laughs> in whoop. the house. Yes. But with whoop, like that was growing up. Like you get a whooping. A whooping. Whoop. It was W-H-O-P. Whoop. Well, black people say whoop. White people say whip. Or they say, now Timmy. I'm just kidding. That was a judgment. Dang. Uh, <laughs> that was a judgment. That was funny. Anyway, so we're talking about these proverbs. Um, and before we get into the what, what these proverbs are, mm-hmm. because some of you are like, yeah, I know it. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Duh. It's in the Bible. <laughs> doy. Uh, no doy. Um, we have to know context without, con- nope, I said it wrong. Content without context. You're so close. I, I was going to say context, context, context. Well, that works. But then I was going to go to the other one, and so I mixed them up. <laughs> so you have to know your context. That's what this series is all about. Know your context. So um, for this one, knowing your context means reading your Bible for mm, yourself. Yes. Um, because people believe this verse means what? Well, first of all, they believe it's in the Bible. Right. And it taint. Taint. Taint in there. Tis not. That's Tisn't. how your grandmama used to say it. It ain't in there. 
It's not even in the Bible. <laughs> I want to Shut your mouth. <laughs> it's not in there. You won't find spare the rod, spoil the child, period. You're not nope. going to find it in your Bible. And if you do, you need to t- burn that thing because it ain't, it ain't it's the word of God. Like someone wrote it in the margins. You're like, it's in my Bible. Basically, yeah, they're paraphrased. It's basically what that means. That it's not much. even in the message. And if it's not in the message. <laughs> hey, Eugene Peterson, he does his thing in the message. He did. He did do his thing. God rest him. But um, So a lot of times this is used as a way to justify corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, like those of you who grew up um, back in the day when corporal punishment was still in schools, mm-hmm. this was a justification um, for that. It's not not for physical discipline. Yes, there's a difference between corporal p- punishment and physical discipline. But for those that were um, able to get beaten with yardsticks and rulers in Catholic school and in, reg- in public school at a certain point, mm-hmm. a lot of times it was because, well, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Literally, the Bible says them with a rod. Like, no, that's not what. First off. Um, yeah, yeah, just know that's not the Bible. Yeah, like, then, when, yeah. When you, I remember when I first found that out, I was like, where does it say spare? I know it's in here. And I was looking, I was like, it doesn't actually say that. That's, but wait, I've been taught that that's what that means. You're probably told that when you got disciplined, like, well, you know, I have to do, and, and parents used it as a license to fin- physically punish their children. And, um, in some households, you may have grown up hearing that, well, you know, I have to do this because God's word says that if I don't do this to you, that I'm going to spoil you. And that I should, another one that's misused is train a child up in the way he should go. And, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. So now I have to, I have to do this yeah. to you. And so parents um, felt that burden of mm-hmm. that religious belief to punish their children. It's also been used um, by uninformed Christians or even non-Christians um, who just like to throw the word of God around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been misused in cases of abuse. Yeah. Well, and I would even go, uh, I would take that back, that same mm-hmm. Same thing about abuse and use it to your, your previous statement. I don't think, again, we're not here to tell you how to, how to, or how not to discipline your child. Um, I think there are those that, that do corporal punishment, that it's not abuse Mm. and it is disciplined Mm -hmm. and it is done well. Um, And I think their understanding of spare the rot, spoil the child, they apply to that. Mm -hmm. However they do it, it's fine. It's when you turn um, a swat or a spanking into a beating yeah. That and then justify it using spare mm-hmm. the rod, spoil the child, mm-hmm. um, that it becomes an issue. Yeah. And but, I think and sorry, a lot of a lot of times that this uh misquoting of the scripture that we'll we'll get into the actual scripture in a second, but the misquoting of it is used to target the child. Mm-hmm. Like spare the rod, spoil the child. It's all about the child. Mm-hmm. When really the actual scripture, I believe, if if we read it in context, if we if yeah. we understand the character of God. It's also about the parent. Very much so. So mm-hmm. let's let's get into it. So here, I'll jump in because I got it all pulled up. Right, Go right ahead. So the first one that I think people misunderstand when using, and this is the one that I think people are meaning when mm-hmm. they say spare the rod, spoil the child, mm-hmm. is actually Proverbs 13, 24. And um, the translation that I have, I believe is NIV, and it says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, mm-hmm. but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Wow. Again, discipline, right? Mm-hmm. To a lot of people, discipline means beating like discipline means getting yelled at discipline means um punishment of some sort but discipline is not the same as punishment Mm. discipline the root word of discipline and disciple are the same it has to do with teaching yeah instruction it has to do with the way that you teach and now sometimes you have to teach with negative consequences or you have to allow people to experience the natural negative consequences of their actions Mm -hmm. um but discipline isn't always beating like and it should never be physical abuse yeah um it's not always harm or hurt or um physical correction Mm -hmm. and so this passage whoever spares the rod 
hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. What it's speaking to is when you lack discipline in your home, when you're not instructing your child and teaching your child, Mm -hmm. it's demonstrating a hatred for them. Come on. Because what ends up happening is a child that's not given discipline, it's not given structure and instruction um, is left to raise themselves or left Mm -hmm. to experience the full weight of the world and without safety, without the safety. Cause honestly your home, you're supposed to fail safe. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be able to fail and experience that little time. You fell down the stairs, the one or two stairs. Cause you didn't listen. Um, that's a lot safer than not listening and, and running in out in the street and getting hit by a car. Like yeah. we teach things, we, di- we discipline and disciple our children in the safety of home yeah. so that when they become adults, they understand how the world works. Mm-hmm. They can operate everything around them safely. They can uh, worship the Lord properly. Like the discipline is very important because it helps set our children up to be prosperous adults. Yeah. And I think, we can look at situations where um, either parents are kind of uninvolved or you can maybe you experience this growing up. Yeah. Um, or if you're someone who um, who didn't have a father growing up mm-hmm. and you didn't experience not only because um, your father wasn't involved, but your father physically wasn't there in your life. So you mm-hmm. lacked that loving discipline of a father, which is it is um, distinct from the loving discipline of a mother. Yeah. And it's meant to be. And so this understanding of whoever spares the rod hates their children. Um, but one who loves their children is careful to discipline. So there's a care and a, mm. an intentionality that happens that involves a physical presence. That's right. And so for those that have have trauma because, you know, I wasn't disciplined as a child. Um, maybe you don't even articulate it in that way, but my dad wasn't there. Well, there's some of that that you experience maybe in relationship with other people because you never had a healthy understanding of discipline mm-hmm. from a father who was there and who was careful to discipline you. And utilizing the, the father imagery, because a lot of times dads feel like we have to be the ones, I mean, this, this isn't um, universal, right? Because there's mm-hmm. always exceptions to the rule and every relationship is different. But I know um, in my experience, a lot of fathers feel like they have to be the disciplinarian in the home. Mm. Like they, it's that old adage, well, you wait till your father gets home, young man. Mm-hmm. It's like dad gets home from work. I've been at work all day doing whatever I need. Now I got to come home and I have to be mean. Like, and I've got to, or now my wife's upset because the kid's been going crazy and now I'm upset at my kids because they got my wife all upset. So now I have to discipline the kids in order mm-hmm. to, to bring order to the home. And um, there's another verse that people use, especially in fatherhood, to justify dads being the disciplinarian in a uh, negative way, being the tyrant, being the, the one that just comes home and beats children. Mm-hmm. And it's Proverbs 3.12. And it says, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves, as does a father, the son in whom he delights. And unfortunately, these verses, especially paired together, have been used to inflict a lot of physical and emotional harm on people um, because anger issues and rage and um, just unsavory parenting basically have been justified by these these scriptures. Mm -hmm. And that's not what they mean. Yeah, it's uninformed parenting because if you really have the information and the understanding, and again, it comes from the character. Proverbs is not, it doesn't read like most of the other books we have in scripture. It's not a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's parts of it that can lend to uh, story imagery, mm-hmm. but it's, it's bites and pieces of something. And so to say even reading it in context yeah. is sometimes more difficult in Proverbs because you're not dealing with this full um, story that you then have to incorporate what little chunk you're reading back into. Yeah. It, it comes from an understanding of the larger story, which goes beyond just the book of Proverbs. It goes mm-hmm. beyond um, when you're looking at like King Solomon and you're looking at the different situations in his life. And it's harder. I think 
Proverbs in particular is one of the hardest books and it's one of the, yeah. it's one of the most misused uh, pieces of scriptures that we have is from Proverbs. Someone will throw a proverb out and this one, when it comes to parenting it, I think it's the uninformed parent who is most easily misled with these scriptures. And, yeah. um, and just like it's the most, it's the uninformed husband or wife that's misled with other scriptures. And so um, I think we have to, to dive into several different things. One of those being the, the juxtaposition of wrath and love mm-hmm. and discipline and punishment. Well, before we get into that, one of the things you just said I wanted to comment on was the yeah. uninformed parent. Like, I think, I don't think, I know for a fact that, that people who are part of um, cults and are part of um, mm. authoritarian and authoritative sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects of, um, I, I won't even say Christianity, but churchianity, mm-hmm. um, they target people who are young and uninformed and they utilize clobber verses. They u- yep. utilize these verses to be like, oh man, you're not, you don't, wait, you don't beat your children? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're going to go to hell. They're going to go to hell because the Bible says, and if you understand the character of God and you understand that Proverbs is a, um, a book of principles, mm-hmm. not promises. And so it basically what Proverbs is saying is if you do this, generally this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is generally how the world works. People who aren't believers can read Proverbs and grow. They can, they can thrive in their life if they mm-hmm. follow Proverbs, even if they don't trust in Jesus um, because there's just good wisdom. In yeah. Yeah. And so I think what you said was so important, the uninformed mm-hmm. parent, but yeah, let's, let's jump into wrath versus love. So yeah. um, I heard Matt Chandler say this and I thought it was really good. Um, he said, uh, wrath, like people um, talk about how God is love, right? Like how could a loving God have wrath? And he says, you want to see wrath? You try to do anything to my wife or my children mm-hmm. and you will see wrath from me. Yeah. I love my wife and my children so much that anything that tries to harm them will experience my wrath. Yeah. And that, that was such a good example to me because um, the idea is that God is love. It's true. But God has wrath. Mm-hmm. Right. God isn't wrath. Right. And so the wrath of God is never aimed at the people of God. Amen. Right. Discipline is, is there. Correction is there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he allows the people of God to experience um, the consequences of their own choices. Mm-hmm. But when we read in scripture about the bowls of wrath, when we read in scripture about um, in the Psalms where he's like, pour out your wrath, like it's always on the enemies of God. Yes. It's always on those who are trying to hurt the people of God. Mm-hmm. And so when we use wrath as a means to express love, we've got it twisted. Yeah. And it's, and that happens in dysfunctional relationships because, well, you know, it's because I love you so much. Yeah. Um, that's harmful. I will say to the psyche of a child, telling yeah. them that you're about to inflict harm on them. And it's just, it's because I love you so, or, or in, in, in hindsight, after you've come home and you're angry and you just start flying off and you're just grabbing whatever you can and, and just swinging. Knocking the snot it's out It's because of I love you so much. This is grooming in, in a sense, this can be grooming a child to enter into abusive relationships and accept it because it's what they're, they're used to. It's or become a, an abuser. Or become an abuser themselves. And so, yeah. and, and again, this, none of this is condemnation. Um, I hope you don't hear this as condemnation mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who are parents or those of you who have um, grown up in households like, like what we're describing. Yeah. We're not having condemnation on your family or any of that. This is just the truth of God's word that we hope can be freeing. And yeah. um, the reality is that, as you said, the wrath of God is poured out on the enemies of God who try to destroy his beloved. Mm-hmm. And the 
the most profound image of this to me is found in the garden. Yeah. God's action uh, when Adam and Eve disobey him, they do the one thing that he told them not to do. Mm-hmm. He curses the serpent, but he covers his children. Mm. Come on now. Somebody's going to get that on a ride home. So Unless you're already driving home, then you got that. <laughs> Hopefully you're getting it now. <laughs> you, you just got it. Um, that's just such a profound image. He, he goes to that serpent and he, yes, you can read it with expression, read with expression. Sorry. That's one of my kids shows. Um, you can read it that way and you can see, Oh wow. God is going after that serpent, but it's in what he does towards his children. Not just what he says. Cause he, he does say, Hey, your pain is going to be increased in child. Yep. He does give them discipline and there's physical felt pain mm-hmm. from the consequence of their actions yeah. that was set into motion when God set creation into motion. That's right. It wasn't a surprise that he's like, okay, now I guess I'm going to have to spank you. No, <laughs> this is the way it's going to be. This is yeah. the way it's always going to be. This is the consequence of your actions. But his action towards them is that he chooses to kill an animal, mm-hmm. the first killing of an animal, and he uses that animal to then cover his children. The first right. shedding of blood in the garden was to cover the children of God who had been um, who had been deceived and who had yeah. been disobedient. So we have to we have to take that and then look at our parenting and look at the way we treat those that are in our care and mm-hmm. say, okay, am I am I using my um, authority and I am I using my power in this to be wrathful mm-hmm. and then signing that onto love in a, in a way to justify my actions or am I going and am I doing the necessary work? Am I acting first? with the intention to cover my children and to protect them and to love them and nurture them and allowing the natural and logical consequences to play out, mm-hmm. but then also still being that safe person for them to come back to when they're feeling that. Yeah. Walking with them through it. I think mm-hmm. the difference between correction and discipline, again, please don't hear. Cause I, in my mind, I'm, I'm hearing the, the old Nick saying, Oh, so you're just saying let kids get away with whatever they want. And that's your problem. That's cause you, <laughs> yep. ain't beating, you ain't whooping your kids. That's why, that's why the world is the way it is. Cause y'all don't be whooping your kids. Now, listen, we're not talking about um, spanking in a, in a way that is loving and like there's a difference between damaging and hurting a child versus them experiencing a little sting. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between hitting a kid upside the head with the right hook than taking uh, a little a wooden spoon and swatting them on their behind. And there's a difference between chastising a child for blatant disobedience mm-hmm. and physically harming a child for immaturity because they don't understand. And, yeah. and also not knowing a child's maturity level because of trauma, because they exactly. come from um, a background that, that leads them to experience those things in a different way. Yeah. And so when you're, when you're informed, when you're trying to uh, parent, especially fathers, you have to understand that there's a difference between correction and discipline, right? Mm-hmm. The rod of discipline isn't always a physical rod. Come on. And if it, if it were, you don't always need to swing that rod full force. Come on. Like you can, you can direct somebody by nudging them with a rod. Like you don't have to mm. hit them upside the head you, oh, with sorry. a rod. I, I've just, I just had an image because something you have actually been doing with our dog. Now children are not dogs. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but just looking at an Letting animal. Letting him sit at the table and loving him. I'm just kidding. Um, one of the things that you started doing is we, you have a rod. You, we have a, uh, it's a wooden staff and it's a, walking uh, a walking stick. Sorry. Yeah. You went all shepherd um, on. You have this shepherd stuff. You have that a you crook carry that you own. carry with the sheep. You don't have <laughs> sheep. Um, but no, you started carrying it 
And at first you would have to like physically nudge the dog. You're like, hey, to keep him in line because he was pulling and he was doing something. He was things. walking in front of me every time. So I, it was I really annoying in front of me. He was so like he would stumbling the over the dog. Yes. Eventually you've gotten to the point where you just have to carry it with you. Mm-hmm. And he keeps the same boundary. He keeps the same distance. You don't even have to touch him with Again, it. Again, never hit the dog with the stick. No. I just want to be clear out there. It was there. just there. It was just nudging a, gently a guiding nudging. rail so he didn't walk in front of me anyway we treat our dog like a with, child. he's right here anyway um <laughs> with dogs and kids you got to be careful i know i'm like, like I they don't, did what i don't want to compare children to dogs and i don't want to like miss the point here but what you have is a physical thing mm-hmm. that you can't like it could inflict harm it could yeah. cause great damage but it's just the image of having it mm-hmm. and even in nature we understand like um when you're encountering a predator there are some predators that will respond to you simply making yourself look bigger. You don't mm-hmm. even have to physically touch the animal. Yeah. But if you just make enough noise and you're a big enough presence, they will respond to that. I think there are some situations where we all know the mom and dad voice. Or the look. Hey. Mm-mm. Get the attention. Get the look. That's a rod of discipline. At times, yeah. You don't have to physically touch your children for them to see you across the room and know that they're going to stop. They're going to get down yeah, right now. They're going to sit and act, act right. Yeah. And so I think you have to understand that your correction and your discipline doesn't have to be uh, physical all the time. It doesn't have to be, it, it should never be beating. You can't beat the bad out of someone. You can't beat the love into someone. You can't like, there's no way to, to physically like, honestly, they did a study about um, harsh parents, right? People that parents that were really strict, really harsh. And they said that, it built more compliant children mm. that were also better liars, better deceivers and better at hiding things because it wasn't a, they were compliant, meaning I don't want to experience the wrath of mom and dad when they're around, when they're around, but I'm still going to do what I want to do. And it doesn't, it doesn't make me love them anymore. It just yeah. makes me hide the bad that I am doing. It's the don't let dad find out. Exactly. And what, what we want to cultivate, because this is what God cultivates in us. God cultivates a relationship when, we're supposed to run to him. We're Amen. supposed to run into the arms of our father, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the, the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal was, don't let dad find out. He's already apologizing in his head before he mm-hmm. gets there. And dad's going to be ticked. I just want to, hopefully he'll, he will just let me be a servant. Like, and he's already ready for this disappointing his father. He's ready for punishment. Mm-hmm. And the father runs to him and embraces him. And that's the image yeah. of our father. And that's the image that we want to demonstrate to our children. Mm-hmm. Because like it or not, dads, you're the first image of God they come have. Come on, come on. Like it or not, that's what they're going to start to equate mm-hmm. the love of the father um, in their life to. Mm-hmm. And so you have to want to cultivate that. So our discipline needs to be in a way to, to teach what is good and not beat the bad out or beat the love in. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do that. It's, it's impossible to yeah. do that. And I think when, when there is a need for physical discipline, I, I think about one of the times and I, I've always said this and I know it's not true, but I'm like, it's the only time I ever got spanked. <laughs> I know I got spanked other times in this, but it truly is the one time I remember, which, um, I, I consider to be a, a fortunate thing. <laughs> what a blessing. But I did something. I literally disobeyed my parents outright. They told me specifically, do not do this thing. Mm-hmm. I was six years old. Do not do this thing. I wanted a bird. Mm-hmm. I wanted a bird so bad. And mom, dad, if you're watching this, you remember this. (laughs) I wanted a bird so bad. And I thought, well, if I have a nest on my windowsill, then I can have a bird. It'll it'll fly to the nest. There's no way I could put a nest there, but I had markers. (laughs) And so I decided in my six-year-old logic that Mm -hmm. if I drew a bird's nest with markers on my windowsill, 
that I could have a bird. It would live there. Because your 3D drawing skills. Yes, because I'm old. that good. And with my bright pink and purple markers, like I was going to do it. They're going to see it. Be my like, parents, I, I said something to my parents are like, Don't, do not, do not draw on the windowsill. I waited until my parents were not there. And then what'd you do? I drew on the windowsill. Drew on that window I drew a magnificent bird's nest. I have no idea why no birds were not a flocking. Literally, they didn't flock to my window. Well, then I tried to hide it. And at one point I was cleaning my room or something. My dad was in the room. And he was like, what is that? Which just side note, I've learned as a parent now. You already know. I'm like, I'm never asking you what something is because what's the answer? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But for me, being the little, I was such a little like, uh, I was such a little goofball. I was like, um, it's, uh, I don't know how that got, like, I started immediately. I was like, I don't know. And my dad was like, all right, um, I told you not to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you're going to have to get a spanking now. And he like goes and he's like, I'm going to close the door. And I was like, no, no, oh no. You know how kids are. Please don't. Oh no, <laughs> I'm going to die. Me. Like it it was nothing. I lived. I'm fine. Yeah. No trauma. It's great. Um, but I understood this was because I did the opposite of what my parents told me to do. Mm-hmm. And I had to clean it too. On top of all that, I had to clean it <laughs> off of the window. Had insult to injury. And it stained it. So it didn't really come out. Yeah. And I lost the privilege of having markers in my room. So there were several, there was layers to the felt consequence. There's layers to this, homie. But it, it was in direct correlation to what I did. It wasn't, yeah. I'm mad at you for doing this. I, you are so, oh, this is what you always do. I never heard that. Yeah. Like th- this situation was, I know in my mind, this is so ingrained in there that I disobeyed my parents and I got the consequences of my actions. Yeah. All that to say, like there, there's a way to discipline mm-hmm. that leads to life. That's right. It leads to a lesson being learned. It leads to understanding. It leads to a deepening of relationship. Yeah, not fear and yes. trauma. And so dads especially, um, please know that this verse, the Bible never condones. Actually, let's just, let's just jump into practicality. practicality. So content without context leads to confusion. You got it right. Way to I, go. I, hey, gold star for me. You know what I mean? I'm going to so go good. ahead and you know, get a sip of coffee for that. That's just <laughs> a little bonus for me. Oh, my goodness. So one of the things we, based on that, going off of that, uh, practically speaking, you need to stop repeating stuff that other people tell you is in the Bible and read the Bible for yourself. It's so there's an idea. It's crazy. Like, like the priesthood of believers is one of the things that we understand as mm. uh, Protestants, right? That we all have the same access to scripture. And if you're watching this from any free country where you're not, where Christianity isn't banned, where they're not burning and banning books, then you have access to scripture. Read it. It's there. Read it and weep. I have, if you need a Bible, holla at your boy. I've got so many Bibles around the house. It's we got, true. there's free Bible apps online. And if you're listening to this or watching this, you have access to online. So oh, we also have a Bible reading room. We do. Every single night. Every at, night. At 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every night. On a free app that you can join in for free and Called listen Clubhouse. to real people Read the word of God. You can follow along. If you don't like reading out loud, just follow along because we read it for you. So there's no excuse, basically, is what we're saying. Read your word. Yes. Also, um, I want to warn you against using the word of God to justify your anger. (laughs) Let's rewind that. (laughs) Go from the top. While it's fresh. I want to warn you there we go. against using the word of God to justify your anger problems 
mm-hmm. or your lack of self-control. Again, Come going on. back to, oh, I, I did that because I, I love you. That's why I no. beat you. No, no, no. Th- no. You have a problem with self-control and anger. That is not the responsibility of your child. And, and it's also not the will of God. Yes. And abuse is not God's plan for any relationship Mm-mm. and is against the holiness of God. That bears repeating, Pastor say Nick. Say it again. You want me to say it? Say it again. I want to hear it. Abuse is not, not ever God's plan for any relationship, and it is mm-hmm. against the holiness of God. Period. Y'all can't say it no plainer. Uh, don't don't dare justify your sin by the holy word of God. There is a don't special. There's a special kind of wrath for that kind of thing. There's. I will. I. I think I can say that with confidence. There's a special kind of wrath for abuse. Period. So lastly, with practicality, Hold on. there's no. also if you find yourself in that place and you're feeling conviction, there's grace and there's also grace for that abuse. Thank you. So just know that as well. Thank you. Lastly. Lastly, and I think this one, this isn't like the Band-Aid on anything, but I think this is a, a, a way, a stepping stone for us to find success in our parenting and in our um, leadership of other people. Mm-hmm. Delight in your children. What's that mean? Well, what I'm just going to go back and, and just read the scripture, Proverbs 3.12. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, as does a father, the son in whom he delights. To delight in your children is to find those things, celebrate the things they are doing well. Mm-hmm. I think we get so caught up on correcting the bad and always being focused. I know I do. Yeah. Isaiah, stop doing that. Isaiah, please, please stop. Don't smack at the table. What, what are you doing? Wash your hands. Da, da, da. Because I just want you to learn these things and I mm-hmm. want you to get it on your own. But part of that discipline is celebrating the things they do well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for saying thank you and please. And oh, man, I just love the way that you just helped your sister. Oh, my. Yeah. Rebecca, that is so cool that you wanted your brother to do well and you congratulated him. And the heart of what God does toward us is his delight in us. That's right. He saw that his creation was good. When he made human beings, there was a special delight that he took and a care and a, an intentionality he took in that because he delights in his creation. Yeah. And so we can do that as well with our children. Amen. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you've listened up to this point and if you found value in this at all, if, if any of this has struck a chord or has encouraged you, uh, please share this with somebody, let somebody know about the Nick Smith podcast. We would uh, love for them to join our community. And if you want more content and more access to us, you can find us on Patreon and you can join our inner circle. If you want to know more about that, go to www.patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast. That's right. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.